I'm Julia Sherbakov, and this is Impact Journey. Conversations with hidden heroes making big societal change. Science is a way to advance human society, build technologies, improve infrastructure, but eventually, because of the technological advancement, you were able to create more art, be able to express yourself, more people can become artists, and that's what brings people happiness. Today, I am happy to welcome Dr. Kitty Young of Microsoft Garage. About her impact, Kitty is a physicist, artist, maker, fashion designer, and musician. I met Kitty when she spoke at Maker Fair, and I was impressed by how she's uniting the arts and sciences for innovation, creativity, and sustainability. Now, if you're wondering how she's doing all of that, Kitty is manager of the Bay Area Microsoft Garage. That's the program inside Microsoft driving a culture of innovation. Kitty has a PhD in applied physics from Harvard and a master's from Cambridge. At the same time, Kitty works in the arts, like fashion design. She even presented her collection at San Francisco Fashion Week and recently launched her fashion brand, Art by Physicist. Now, about her journey, and one question you might also have listening to her bio is what does all of this have in common? And one of the things we really talk about is her why in pursuing both art and science in parallel like this, which is her objective to both understand the world and create a more beautiful world. So I hope you enjoy my conversation with Dr. Kitty Young. So I'd love to learn a bit more about your background because you have your hands in so many fields that I feel like are the hot topics of the moment. Quantum computing and AI and machine learning and wearables and 3D printing. There's so many areas. <laughs> and I'd love to know yeah. where did those interests come from, how you've yeah. chosen to apply them and why? I do a lot of different things. To a lot of people, they seem different. But actually, to me, they hmm. are connected. In a larger category, I would say science, engineering, design, and art. Yeah. So science, I've been doing since I was in middle school. I decided to do physics. What, what attracted you to it? When I was a little kid, I remember being drawn to the universe. When I observed the stars, when I looked up into the sky, it just felt so powerful. I felt like I was just immersing myself in among the stars. It was a wonderful feeling. I think my family also played a huge role. They were always guiding me to explore my curiosity. At the same time, since I was very little, I started playing piano and singing in the choir, and I love painting. Huh. And so I think there's some family artistic genes. My mom was actually a professional singer, oh, wow. opera singer. Yeah. My dad had an engineering background, so he also did a lot of engineering drawings. And you grew I up really in China, loved... right? Yeah, I, I grew up in China. So China, I think there there's pros and cons there, the culture. Families are generally very keen on educating and developing their kids, but it's very competitive. My family was different. They were not forcing me to do anything. 
they were letting me explore. They made those things available to me and just let me do whatever I really enjoy doing. School in China, people are generally very focused on science. So when I started learning these subjects, I really enjoyed them. Yeah. Especially physics. When I started learning physics, I felt that it was a study of nature. It was a subject that tells you the fundamental of how the universe works and how we build things on Earth, how we create all these、uh, infrastructure and electronics, how we build our world. I was really drawn to it. If we understand how quantum mechanics works, how fundamental particles interact. Then we know how to create artificial materials, and I was just so interested in it, and I decided this is the subject I want to pursue. So, because I also love art, I had to choose between art and science. How did you choose? So I made the decision right when I was in middle school. I thought if I do science. I can probably still do art on the side. I choose art as a profession is very difficult to then do experiments in the lab and do science on the I side. I see that makes sense. Yeah, so I pursued science as my major. It was very hard with the studies. Physics was a very difficult subject. I kind of stopped doing a lot of my hobbies just to concentrate on physics. For about four years, and this was at Cambridge. That was in Cambridge、yeah. University, and I think it really set the foundation of my professional physics education. I also started doing experiments in Cavendish Lab since I was a first year undergrad. And what is it? I don't know the Cavendish Lab. Oh, the Cavendish Lab is one of the most famous labs in the world. Is、uh, very historical. He has produced many Nobel laureates. So many inventions, historic work came out of the Cavendish, and I was, of course, really inspired by all the scientists who were working there. It definitely helped me focus and also pick the area within physics. So, broadly speaking, in physics, there are three areas: astrophysics, particle physics, and condensed matter physics. I started working in the condensed matter physics lab. Condensed matter physics is the one that's the closest to hardware engineering. And I applied for PhD to Harvard in applied physics. Applied physics is part of the engineering school and applied sciences. Oh, interesting! So you're already starting to kind of、yeah. cross those worlds, right? Exactly. And it's really nice that Harvard engineering school they're within the graduate school of science and arts. So academically,、mm-hmm. really feel that art can inspire science, and science can also inspire art, and that's really important to me. Exactly, and it's funny because looking at your portfolio of work, there's these kind of tensions, and one of the tensions is. Breadth versus depth, right? Kind of going、mm-hmm. deep into one thing versus going across a whole bunch of fields. And another one is science and art, and do you have to choose, or can you actually have them complement each other? What was going through your head at these different stages, kind of, I guess,、yeah. in your studies, and then after your studies in your work? Yeah, I consciously decided to focus purely on my scientific study back in undergrad. In grad school, actually, I was able to 
still focus on my science, but be able to participate in those communities for art, for music, join the graduate school and undergrad choirs. Oh, wow. And you managed to do that singing, too. Yeah, I was singing and I kept on drawing, did a lot of paintings. I think those really help with my research too. It's not direct, but I can feel that when I'm doing art, I feel really happy. When I'm in a very good, happy, less stressful state, I can do better research. Yeah, that makes sense. It's so interesting because at the intersection of your art and your science and engineering work is they make each other better somehow. And one example of that I saw is your keynote speech at the Maker Faire. Mm -hmm. Not only that you gave a presentation about all the different things you're doing, but actually the thing that really impressed me is that you designed your presentation through your graphic Mm -hmm. novels. Um, (laughs) Talking about quantum computing and wearable technology and 3D printing presented in your style, in your graphic novels. Even if someone had heard that topic before, they probably saw it in a new way. So I imagine Mm -hmm. for you and for people you talk to, you help them see new possibilities. Yeah, I've been drawing my graphic novel since I was also a teenager. It was my dream to do this graphic novel to express my understanding of the world. As I grew older and had more experience in combining art and science or design with engineering really helped me visualize how I can present my ideas through graphics. There are four main characters. One of them is a 21st century scientist. And she wants a more beautiful future. She can see the beauty in nature, but she can also see the problems that we need to solve. She wishes she were born in the future, and then she meets her cologne from the future. Oh, wow. Okay. From the 23rd century. And of course, the technological development is better. Society in general improved, but there are, of course, still problems in their society. Hmm. which are historical reminiscences from the past. That's why her cologne travels back in order to understand history. But then on a larger scale, there is a society that developed thousands of years beyond us, already experienced development that humans have been doing. And they are studying us, but to them, everything that we are struggling with or fighting for are just mundane <laughs> yeah, because it's it. taking the really zoomed out view. Yeah. So when I when I see the problems in the world, sometimes I would zoom out. <laughs> I would observe our planet like an outsider, like an alien. And interesting. So as you're saying this, it actually, because I had all of these questions trying to unite these things that you're doing, I couldn't find a common why, like the reason between all those. But now that you're actually explaining your graphic novel, it Mm -hmm. makes a lot more sense what drives you. It feels like it's these two sides of, on the one hand, trying to understand our world and, mm-hmm. and that's what drew you to science when you were younger. And it's this mm-hmm. curiosity of let me just understand how things work. And on the other yeah. hand is to create a more beautiful future. Have you put your personal mission yeah. towards? Yeah. Yeah. I kind of embedded all of these thoughts in my graphic. Now. Yeah. I'm trying to answer a lot of bigger questions and putting them into my work. I'm using art to convey and communicate my ideas 
because art is how you influence culturally. So science is a way to advance human society, build technologies, improve infrastructure, to make things that are more efficient. But eventually, because of the technological advancement, you were able to create more art, be able to express yourself. More people can be, become artists. And that's what brings people happiness. I'd love to connect your mission to the different things that you're doing. And there's at least three channels in which you're doing it. On the one hand, you've got your day job at Microsoft Garage, mm -hmm. which yeah. is that innovation. Then there's the education part, engaging people. So the fact that you go around the world and do these speeches and speak in front of very different audiences who might not be familiar with these topics. And then you've got your passion projects. So your your art, your fashion. And I guess maybe one, one way to make this question easier is in each of those areas, what are some of the results you see that tell you you're going in the right direction that keep you going? Mm -hmm. So I have my personal interests. I've been learning quantum computing and teaching quantum computing. And I've been creating my own art, my wearables and fashion and graphic novels. And I am in a very good working environment that people actually appreciate all this. Microsoft really loves this because as long as I can do my day job well, no one can stop me from doing my interests. And then my day job is actually supporting other people to pursue their passions. I see. So I'm able to pursue my own passions as well as supporting other people to do their passion projects. We actually run the world's largest private hackathon. Oh, it, really? Yeah. So it's for Microsoft employees and our customers. This year, we had 27,000 people participating. Wow, that's fascinating. So, what came out yeah. of that? Well, if you look at the Garage website, you can find more than 100 projects already out there. And a lot of them are really great projects for people with needs, and they're free to use. Anyone can download them. Oh, wow. Those are really projects that came out of just anyone, any employee, they feel the need to help someone. So really, the, look, yeah. the Microsoft Garage gives mm -hmm. them the tool, the platform, the, the environment, and the moment yeah. and the occasion to actually test yeah. that out, right? And pursue it. Yeah, exactly. What's been the most satisfying when you look back? And actually, what would future you, the one from <laughs> 300 years from now, looking back, what do you think she would be the proudest of? Oh, wow. That's a tough... I really love to ship. I really love to get my work out there. Mm -hmm. And I'm proud that I'm able to ship my fashion as a fashion brand. I have products now. And also I have the graphic novel that I publish. I have work on quantum computing that I deliver. And most importantly, actually, open source tutorials that teach people how to build their own projects so people can get the fa fabrics and also get the patterns used to make the clothes. And then they can also get open source tutorials, which are free to learn what electronics are embedded into the clothing and they can build their own. Yeah. And what I love about the positive impact of that is on so many levels. On the one hand, like you said, you're essentially inspiring and enabling a new generation of designers, creators, giving them all the tools for free. The other impact is that from the environmental impact of it, 
instead of mm -hmm, pre-making yeah. all this stuff and wasting potentially mm -hmm. materials, you're actually saying, no, let's not make it until the person's yeah. ready and they can make it for themselves. And it kind yeah. of gives us this vision of potentially what sustainability in fashion could look like. Yeah, exactly. So fashion industry creates 10% of carbon footprint globally. That's a shocking number. And for people who love fashion, they love it because of the art that it displays. But the industry is not driven by creativity or need. It's driven by overproduction and profit. So we have already all the technology that's needed to support made-to-order, to do personalized clothing, to not produce something until someone already wants it then we just need to put all these technologies together. Yeah, I have one last question. So many of these challenges we're working on are so long-term and multidisciplinary and often can be quite daunting and just scary. And a lot of people throw their hands up and say, okay, why bother? What keeps you going? Because with you, I see a lot of hope and energy there. And I wonder where that comes from. I think I just have an intellectual drive. I do something not because of the money or the position. When I'm interested in it, I get curious and I just drill into it. And I get people's input because, of course, one person's ability is not enough. It really needs to be a collaboration across people in different disciplines. I'm kind of like a startup uh, inside a big environment. I think people are generally interested in solving problems. There are all kinds of people from different backgrounds, marketing, engineering. They can all see how they can contribute. Yeah, so, that actually makes a lot of sense. And it's so perfect in your role at the Microsoft Garage because that's such a unique perspective and role mm -hmm. that you have bringing together these interdisciplinary group of people, we need those kinds of spaces to bring mm -hmm. people together, to give them the room, the tools, the creativity, the possibility to try and fail and to try and succeed. So yeah. I want to appreciate you for <laughs> helping us do exactly what your mission says, right? Which is help us understand our world and the problems in it, but also creating the opportunities for us to create this better future, uniting all of these fields. Thank you. And I think it's also a road that you have to create yourself. Yeah. There's not actually any existing job posting or something that really describes your uniqueness. So if you really have a niche, then you have to forge your own career. Yeah, so, totally. That's becoming the new reality, right? I mean, that's yeah, how... and I think that that happens even more with the younger generation. I see a lot of very talented people who are interested in so many things for a good cause. If the traditional corporate structure does not provide the freedom and the environment for multidisciplinary opportunities, then young people are not going to be happy. So, as big organization or smaller ones, we have to provide people the opportunities for them to grow. Yeah, I do see a better future. I do see a more beautiful future. Yeah, and that's great. Actually, that last bit too, I feel like that's another way that your role creates this unique impact. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm so happy to feature you on this podcast <laughs> also is you being you, you provide that example of what does it mean to unite multiple, completely seemingly unrelated disciplines 
to solve problems. And so thank you for yeah. being you also. <laughs> for thank you. A big thank you to Kitty Young of Microsoft Garage. You can follow her work at artbyphysicistkittyyoung.com and in the links in the show notes. This has been Impact Journey. See you next time.